What would change in the world if you, me, and everyone choose to feed the wolf of possibilities instead of the one of doubt, distrust, and despair? The way I see it, our point of view creates reality, not the other way around. Somewhere deep within, I think we know that. In this podcast, I am daring you to claim this remarkable superpower. Join us and be inspired by trackers, explorers, and finders of possibilities from the multiverse of hope. Welcome to the podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities, with your host, Katrina Valentin. Welcome to this episode of Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities, where we will have a conversation with consciousness facilitators, entrepreneurs, authors, and pioneers in the field of conscious governance, Steve and Shatissa Bowman. What happens when you destroy and uncreate your relationship after 27 years together, and then keep doing that every single day? Is it actually possible to create your life, a business, a relationship, your future from a place of question and not certainty? What would change for you if you were willing to always challenge the certainties in your life? Maybe everything. Those are some of the questions that we will dive in today. Welcome, Steve Chitissa. Thank you, Kate. And it is my sense that you have this very unique creationship. When you look around at couples around you that live and co-create together, is that what you perceive as well? Well, we don't really see ourselves as co-creating. We see ourselves as, as creating. And we will create individually, we'll create together, we'll create for our life, we'll create for all sorts of different things. So it's, it's interesting because we, we mix business and life. Our, you know, our life is our business, our business is our life. And many people have heard that before. But for us, it's actually true. So that when we, when we are getting together and talking about creating another product or another service or uh, another possibility out there in the world, it could be for any one of the seven businesses that we own. It could be just for the fun of it and not for any particular business. So in all of that, it's, um, it's I suppose, how we choose to be with ourselves and with each other and with the world generally. If you are heading in different directions, using what you just said, where you can either go together, you create together, you create a part, like how do you, how do you approach when things come up in your life where you're heading in slightly different directions? Well, we, we never create in isolation of each other. We're always aware of the other person. Where they're always included. There's no exclusion in any of it. I think uh, we, you know, we use the access tools a lot. We really truly leave question, choice, possibility, and contribution ever since we heard Gary talk about it, which is about 18 years ago. And that pinged for us immediately. And we, we knew that if we could function from question all the time and don't go into conclusion, you know, we don't actually have drama. Uh, and I don't know what uh, some people would say going in different direction is that uh, if Steve choose to go in the direction that he's choosing to go, then I would be in the question about what is it that you are getting about choosing that. And then we would communicate and then we would have conversation about it. Because if I don't get yes, 
to the thing that he has chosen, if it's actually uh, involved me in that project, then I would go into the question about, so what is it that you're getting that I'm not getting? And we have many, many conversations about that because sometimes we ask different questions, you know, that give him the awareness that he choose this. And then when we ask, so what question were you asking that give you the awareness that this would be creating more for the business? And then we come together and got the awareness, oh, we have been asking totally different questions about what else is truly possible. So what comes up when you say that, because there seems to be this calm platform that you both thank from, from in, it's probably not calm, but it seems to be built on in access this part of the five elements of intimacy that we call trust. So could you talk a little bit about how the trust you have with each other and for yourselves in the, in the way you function together? There's two elements here. I think both trust and allowance go hand in hand. They walk down the yeah. same path together. So you know, trust for me is trusting that no matter what, we know we can create. No matter what I know I can create, no matter what I know she can create, and no matter what we can create together. So it's, it's from that trust then that means that I don't have a fixed point of view on how something should be. I can't, otherwise we couldn't walk together. So to me, this trust is something where you know that you will always be able to create, no matter what, even if it's different than what you thought it was. So to me, the greatest element of trust is knowing that mm. you'll always be able to create. And then, and then the other part of that is having no point of view about the rightness of anything. And that's sometimes difficult for me. <laughs> so having no point of view about the rightness means that I'm able to then sit and mostly listen to what Chutissa has to say to get what she sees in a way that I can see as well too. So we'll have these conversations where we'll just keep on talking and I practice constantly no point of view no point of view interesting point of view no point of view because that enables me to see where she's coming from and that's the space where there is no sense of rightness but allows me in particular to be able to see what she sees extrapolate from that and then create so to me trust and having no point of view and also there's um there is a sense of gratitude in that too, because there's um, that all the elements kind of come in with the trust, allowance, gratitude, and vulnerability, which comes when you're not, don't have to be right, you know? So all of that. Hmm. So when you met uh, 49 years ago, what was it like then? Well, we met when I, how old was I? I was 17, 17. and Steve was just turned 18, right? So, you know, it wasn't a love at first sight for us, but when I saw him for the first time, I knew that we're going to be together. And that, that psychic ping, and mm -hmm. I knew that for somehow I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this man. So uh, that, that was that energy of knowing in that moment. She asked but, me out to her school dance, unheard of. <laughs> 
Mind you, she was surrounded by a gaggle of her friends who forced her into the telephone. Do you mode. know what Sudan's is, cats? Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, for, yeah, the last one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, you didn't have the access tools and you had you, the two of you. What was it like when you started on this like journey of creating your life together? Before we uh, found access and the access tools, we were creating our life as corporate executive, each one right. of them of us. So we were not actually. So there was her career, there was my career, there was no our creation of our life yes. together. It worked. Mm -hmm. It was very pleasant, making an awful lot of money. We did have we did have our own career. I used to travel around the world six times a year. So, you know, so basically we were creating our life together, but we're creating our own career. So, and our career didn't sort of, could blend, could even come together really. No, in totally different areas, yeah. So what occurred, like what changed? If you would describe the change that came with the access tools, how would you describe that? Like what, it's kind of like the whole way your function started changing, it sounds like. Is that correct? Okay, the two, you probably heard this story that Gary talked about it a fair bit. And most of, most of the time, he didn't mention the name. So Steve and I uh, went to one conference one time when it was our 27 years anniversary. And during that time at the conference, uh, you, we were so excited that we're together for 27 years. And we were celebrating and people almost queuing up to come and tell us that that's when they broke up after 27 years. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yes, we broke up as soon as we got to 27 years. So they just constantly, like the, whole, like the whole universe trying to tell us that unless something change, unless you are doing something totally different, you could go down the same path as these people who break up after so-called 27 years. And during that time, I actually been doing access for nearly three years and Steve didn't actually choose it uh, then. Mm. And then I came home from Costa Rica and I said to him, you know, you know the thing that they said that people breaking up after 27 years, I've heard Gary said that if you could destroy and create our relationship every day, we can create a relationship new every day. So can we try that? And that's, that's all it took. So every day, and to this day now, we destroy and uncreate our relationship. Um, you don't need to face each other and you know, turn around twice and click your heels and say, <laughs> I destroy thou relationship with moi. But, um, but it's, it's that energetic that, that every day I wake up to a new beautiful woman. So I find that one of the things you mentioned, Tatisa, you said it wasn't love at first sight. So when you talk about this, it's quite pragmatic. Like you, you look at, you know, how you, what you choose together and what you choose every morning, et cetera. How do you view love? How do you view that concept of love? She's, for that, because we're doing audio here, you haven't seen her. She just pointed at me to say, I can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't actually talk about love so much. I mean, yes, we say we love each other. And this, but but the, the thing is that we've got such gratitude for each other. I think 
until we destroyed and uncreated our relationships, there were times where I could only see the good in her and that didn't allow me to see her. So now I see everything and I have no point of view about any of it. I'm just curious, Kat, when you said love, what is love? Mm. The definition of love to you when you, you mm. ask that question. Good I think question, there's so Jesus. many, many where people do. Yeah, it's, it's a great yeah. question. In that particular case, I was looking at the idea of romantic love, the love that conquers all and is the, the love that we hear about in stories or in movies or... You mean trust, honouring, gratitude... Yeah. And that is what love is for me today. After, after using the access tools, that really is what love is for me. And that is so different than the idea of love that we get often from, you know, from movies and the stories that we read. And yet, when I look at your relationship and when you talk about it, that is what I would like to have in my life. What you were saying about Chatissa, where you're now willing to see all of her not just the good parts of her <laughs> you you can see and then you're actually meeting a whole person and that is who you have gratitude well, for i think and, more to me it was every time i was only looking at the good parts i was judging her ah yes because i could only see the good what i decided was good and therefore anything that didn't meet that goodness would not be good and that's that's the path to madness in my view was that um was it Gary Douglas, who, to, who sort of inspired you to look at that you used to put me up on the yeah. pedestal. I used to put her up on a pedestal. Exactly. This is exactly what happened. And, and um, I realised after I had a chat with Gary that if I put her up on a pedestal, all, all I could see were underpants. So <laughs> you, know, you just, you, you've got to, what, what I did is said, okay, so not on a pedestal. I think the turning point for me was when I actually really understood I actually liked her. Yeah, it's it's funny to to when yeah you know, when people say, oh, how long have you been married? Oh, wow, what's your secret? Well, my secret is I really like her. This pedestal is such a good description because in most of my relationships, I have been put on a pedestal while I continuously knew it was a pedestal and just waited to fall off. <laughs> Since I was, in my point of view, it was not worthy to sit on the pedestal which then creates the judgment, like you say, for the other person who can't see, but also in me continuously judging that I'm not really supposed to sit up here. On the mm. And if you, you, you imagine what the pedestal is like, there's not much space to be oh. on top of it. <laughs> it's very hard to balance up there. <laughs> it's not much space. And you know, you feel so confined. You feel like if you if you move from one side back front and to the other side, you could fall off, you know. And so that's exactly the good analogy of there's not so much space for you to be if you are being put on that. And if you, if you are on the pedestal, from my point of view, don't move. You might fall. Don't move. Just stay the same. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That is a very good analogy. It is really a very good analogy. And it kind of goes into this. So one of the things that I read, you know, your bios before, and you talked about challenging today's certainties. And it really, really like pinged in me. So what is that? What is challenging today's certainties? And if you can, like, even in the relationship, but also in creation, like, what is, what does that mean? 
So do you do you know what our main uh, our main business is, Kat? I'm not quite sure because we you know we know each other for so long, but we <laughs> never actually talk about our personal thing. When we made the choice to leave our corporate world, we came together and formed a business called Conscious Governance. Yeah. Do you know about that one? I, I do, but the listeners may not. So please, okay. please tell them what it is. So conscious governance, I, I, I love, someone said to me a couple of years ago, why do you call it conscious governance? And then she looked at me and said, oh, probably because the alternative is not that great. So <laughs> <laughs> as in unconscious governance. So, and then she answered her own question with that. But the, the whole premise of this business is actually being willing to work with people to facilitate them to be willing to look at the world in a slightly different way. And we work with board of director and... Uh, CEOs, the senior executive suite of multi-million, if not billion-dollar companies. So that's, that's, that's the space that we play in. So, yeah, we do strategy planning and governance reviews and... We help deal with very difficult personalities that are very powerful sitting around a board table, all those sorts of things. Wonderful fun. Absolutely enjoy it. But the, the thing in all of this is that whenever, whenever a person we find on a board or whenever a board thinks it's got something right, then they are just missing out on all the possibilities that are out there. So when they are complacent, when they have said, this is the only way we can do it, where we come in is we say, well, what if there are other ways of doing it? And we don't tell them what those other ways are. That's their job. Our job is to, is to actually be the question with them. I mean, one of my favourite quotes I use all the time, that it's my favourite, I suppose, because I came up with it. But it's uh, the purpose of a question is to unlock wisdom in others. And others includes me. So if we can unlock the wisdom in others so that they can actually see what's possible, then that provides a exponentialized change in the world. And this is exactly what we do. So when we go into an organization, when we're dealing with the board of directors or the chair of the board or with the senior executives in that organization, we are being the question. We are having no judgment. We are me in particular, constantly in interesting point of view, because some of those people are really interesting. So constantly being an interesting point of view, and that's where the magic happens. So enabling people to see that there are other possibilities without telling them what those possibilities are. And quite often when people uh, engage us to come in and work with the board, they tend to perceive it might not be true, but they perceive that they have major problem mm. that they could not resolve themselves. So we have gained a reputation that we don't actually give them the answer. And people actually say that, that we are good at facilitating them to see and realize possibility and awareness for themselves. So, I mean, that's what it means, conscious governance, right? We most consultants tend to want to go in and give people how to be and answer. We don't. So that's made us more valuable to a lot of people. And that's why we get the high paying jobs because people 
actually know that what, what they come up with is sustainable, but they could not have got it by themselves. Well, and they do get to it on their own with your help, which is the difference again. Like they couldn't have got there themselves, but they are finding the wisdom in themselves, as you said. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. They, they get to that place with the energy that we be. And the interesting thing with that is that if you are willing to, if you're willing to be the energy of curiosity, the energy of no point of view, the energy of no fear, the energy of no conclusion, if you're willing to be that energy, then you never have to worry about what you say or what you do, because you know that it's going to be following that energy. And so the interesting thing there is that we don't have a toolkit of techniques we come out with, because everyone's totally different. But being willing to be that energy means that no matter what happens, you know that you're creating change with that group. And this is, this is what they, they talk about all the time. The most common comment we get is, don't know how you did it, but within five <laughs> minutes, this room was a different room. Well, yeah. yeah. How did you do it? Oh, I was just willing to be with it all. Okay. <laughs> and you know, when you talk about that, it's very similar to how you were, when I was asking in the beginning about the different directions, if that occurred, when you were talking about how you were being with each other, continuously it's like that space of curiosity of change so it it seems to apply to both relationship and governance yeah it's it's very much uh go hands in hand really it's because like you said uh, our we our work and our business and our life are very much intertwined intertwined Hmm. So, and we don't try to separate it because we, we don't have to. Uh, when You know, when you read somewhere and said, when you work with a partner, you, you need to stop talking about business after a certain time. <laughs> have me you time. Have, you have to have me time and you have to blah, blah, blah. And we, I mean, we look at those checklists about what people say about working with your partner. I think we would fail of those checklists. So... <laughs> So I think we just do it so different from everyone else. Like we, we make communication important though. If we think that we miscommunicate about something, we will actually call time out and be the question about what is it that you heard that I said that allow you to create that, that because most people don't actually check on the other person that they have a conclusion or projection about something that you said and that's probably 99% of why relationship broke broke down so we're we're about time to end this particular podcast and I wanted to ask you know when you were saying that everybody came up to you and said after 27 years, you know, they've split up. So if somebody is a, right now in a place in their relationship where they've been together for a long time, may not be 27 years, but what, whatever time, and they're not really sure how to move on. What Could you give them one thing that they could start with to explore something different? What would that be? Again, this, it, it's, a, it's an interesting question, that one, because to move on, to move on with their relationship or to move on to create something different? And the answer is yes to both of those. <laughs> exactly. So, so and, and, and one's not better than the other. They're just the choice that you make. See, one of, the, one of the things is, you know, is this person that I'm with willing to change? Yes or no? And if you get a no, move on. 
thing is though, Kat, you know, not all relationships have to last forever either. Yeah. If things are not working, then you have to first question ask, do you like this person enough? Mm -hmm. Do you want to spend the rest of your life with this person? There's no right or wrong, good or bad, mm -hmm. in my view, that you know you might have 14 years, good years together, and you, you know that it's not going to be expansive to keep on creating together. You can choose something totally different, but you don't have to be mean and terrible with one another. Exactly. You still can be friends. Like you don't, you don't love or lust or like each other anymore. But there must be something that allow you to be together up until now. What if you can create something totally different in terms of relationship together? Without having to live together. Exactly. Or what if you could create something different with your relationship? We go back to the conversation we had with you about being on the pedestal. Yeah. You know, am I on the pedestal? Have I put others on the pedestal? Am I the white knight that is trying to save this relationship? What if I had to be none of those? What if I could just say, ah, is this working for me? What's not working for me? What is it that I need to be and do different? What is it that I need to create my life and our life? And if the answer to that is, yeah, none of that, Ugh, then move on. Yeah, and you can destroy and create your relationship and create relationship new every day, which means that the next day you create it totally new. And if you look at each other and say, mm, no, thanks. Yeah. then it's time to move on. And one of the things also to say, particularly to the men out there, I mean, I have never been a seeker. I've never attended, I've not even done yoga. I haven't been to any gurus or anything like that. As a man, the one thing that changed my life was the comment that Gary said to us of destroy and uncreate your relationship. Yeah. And I had no idea what that meant, but I did it straight away because it just made sense. And so, and then from that, destroying and uncreating the relationship, you can just feel, every, so you can see what is of the other person and of yourself, and then you can choose different if you choose. That's beautiful. I, all of it. And also this, again, if you're any conclusion, trying to save something, trying to create something, all of that, it's conclusions if that is like an investment in the outcome of anything. So I'm creating and destroying the relationship is the starting point for whatever comes next. Exactly. And, and you said it exactly, create from possibilities, not the fixed point of view for the outcome. You know, even if you destroy and create the relationship with the person, you stay, if you create something totally new next day with a fixed idea about what you want to create as a relationship, then you're going to go back into exactly the same cesspool again of the relationship. So just destroy and create and create something totally new with our projection, expectation and judgment and see what can transpire. Thank you again, both of you, for coming on and inviting me to this truly intriguing conversation about what is possible when we go beyond certainties. And if you who are listening to this would like to find out more about Steve and Chutissa and about Conscious Governance, go to ConsciousGovernance.com. Or actually, don't do that. That could create way too much in your lives.
Until next time. Thank you, Kat, for having us. Love chatting with you, Kat. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. I hope you have more space in your world now. If you would like to listen to earlier episodes, share with other people or subscribe, please go to Spotify, iTunes, or visit katrinavalentin.com slash wolf.